0: and everywhere, seemingly on God's green earth. We've got quite a setup rolling here. It's not the easiest thing on earth to do this all at the same time, so I'm going to have to figure out the best way to do this over time. But we're here. It is Sunday night, which means it's time to talk about the dogs. Georgia getting pretty close to a uh, start of the regular season here soon. And, um, you know, you could tell Saturday that this was a team that Kirby Smart was really interested in, I don't know about talking about necessarily, but he he's happy with their progress. At least it seems like that to me now. He gave the usual coaching caveats uh, about, you know, this, that, and the other, uh, how they needed to improve. We've got a long way to go. But if you listen closely enough to him, he had plenty to say that was positive. And in the grand scheme of things, um, college coaches do their best to, how do you put this, uh, tamper down expectations. And uh, Kirby's doing his best to do that too uh, in his own way. But he he can't help, I think he can't help being sort of excited about uh, what this season could bring and could mean. Uh, at the end of the day. Um, but, you know, a week ago we got a chance to see the um, the dog str- scrimmage completely uh, on a Saturday. Well, it wasn't a scrimmage. It was kind of a practice. Yesterday was a scrimmage. Um, and so, uh, I think there's got to be a lot of, ex- there should be, I think excitement is justifiable. Um, I-, I spent Saturday night, believe it or not, re-watching, the three playoff football games and um you know Alabama looked the best, Georgia looked the second best, Oklahoma looked the third best and Clemson looked the fourth best. I think obviously Oklahoma's got a lot of um transition they're dealing with. I think for Georgia the one of the big things is how are they going to stop this running back from Alabama? He really looked outstanding uh when you rewatch the game and and Clemson's, you know, defensive line is not exactly um, a bunch of chumps. So that was the part to me that was, um, you know, interesting. Is that they they really kind of did whatever they wanted to do to Clemson's defensive line. They they ran for about 130 some odd yards. Uh, they left. A, I would say they certainly left some points on the table, and they gifted Clemson at least three points in that game. Now these are going to be different teams. But, there's a lot, you know, sort of, uh, there's a lot returning at a lot of these schools. Um, You know, at Alabama, there's concern and confusion, I guess, at quarterback. Clemson's got the same sort of issue. Ohio State has got a mess on its hands right now with the Urban Meyer situation. So, Georgia's just kind of hanging out. Now, Georgia has a competition, if you want to call it that, at quarterback. It's sort of being described that way, I guess you could say. But, um you know, it really does seem to me like uh, this is a situation where Jake Fromm, to me, after this past couple of weeks, it looks to me like he's clearly going to start. He's clearly the number one guy in terms of, you know, not physically and not this, that, and the other, but, like, in terms of what it looks like on the field when they are going to go. It looks like he's, you know, the guy. Um, that doesn't mean Justin won't play. In fact, I think Justin will play a lot. So I'll to say this. At the other places, there are some, not question marks, but like you're not, every single thing isn't filled out. At Georgia, a lot of that has been decided. I mean, they've got what they've got. And in watching the Bama team from last year, I mean, they're basically going to be the same thing this year. I think one thing you have to be concerned about is durability late in the games, um, against Alabama, now Georgia won't play Alabama unless it's in a championship scenario, so uh, that's if they both get there, that means they both are pretty good. so the the thing I would get concerned about is if you watch the end of the fourth quarter or if you watch the fourth quarter against Alabama, you know Georgia had that 20 to nothing lead or whatever it was. Um, but Alabama continued to stick with what they wanted to do. Now, they had to move around and struggle. They changed quarterbacks, and even when they changed quarterbacks, I mean, it's not like Tua came in there and blew it up immediately. He didn't. But over time, that's the question mark at Georgia, and it relates specifically, specifically to them playing Alabama. Can this team brace itself enough going into the fourth quarter and play championship football? Clemson really did have a harder time. Than I figured they would against Alabama and rewatching it or watching it really fully for the first time. I saw it some that night, but there was so much going on with Georgia having just played Oklahoma. So these really are the teams I think that you have to concentrate on. Maybe Penn State, maybe Wisconsin. Okay, maybe Washington or USC. Possibly Oklahoma as someone from the big twelve, I mean West Virginia would be a completely different style of play if they were to get into the to, into the final four Georgia's also got to get to the final four. I mean, I think everybody's assuming that Alabama and Clemson will be there, and the path for Clemson is the easiest path of a path of everybody. no judgments that 's just what it is. so they should get there. Everybody else, on the other hand at least has someone challenging in their way. I mean Alabama and Georgia have one another. The Big 12 is not overly loaded with great teams. Uh, the Big 10, obviously the Big 10 East, is problematic, needless to say. So there are, and then in, in the Pac-12, it appears that Auburn is in the way of the Pac-12. I mean, if Auburn wins that game, and then UW goes on and wins the conference, it's going to be kind of hard to really argue that Washington should be in that game, or should be in the Final Four. So that's a really huge game. Now, when you get there though you know georgia and alabama match up the best of everybody they have the bodies etc but the the question really is can georgia hold on enough we know they can score enough against alabama we know that they can you know hang in there basically on defense it's not like alabama scored 30 points on georgia or anything like that so it's 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 one of these things where do they have the depth that they need where they need it, which is on the lines, to to stop Alabama if that's what it comes down to? Because it's either going to come down to beating Alabama in the championship game in the SEC or Auburn and then doing turning around and doing it again, you know, a couple of weeks later in whatever bowl that it is if you're in the playoff. Now, if you're not in the playoff, you're playing in the Orange Bowl or the Sugar Bowl or some weird bowl, that's fine. You know, that just means the season didn't go the way that you wanted it to. But when it comes to the moment of truth, you need to know that your team is developed enough to, you know, physically, it's got the depth, et cetera. So that's one thing that Kirby was talking about on Sunday is, is this team – you know, I don't need Julian Rochester to be dependable. I need him to make plays. Making plays means not getting knocked to the side a little bit, even uh, when you're getting double teamed or, well, not when you're getting double teamed, but when you're, you know, if you're eating space, you really need you to eat the space. You don't need to kind of get knocked off your position. So that's the, I think that is a question mark. But that question mark going into the season is relating to basically one program, which is Bama. You know, Clemson, I think, obviously, could beat Georgia for sure. Um, I think they'd be an underdog by a little bit. I think Alabama and Georgia right now, the breadth of their programs in terms of depth, et cetera, they're a little bit higher than most. Uh, they're a little bit higher than everybody, actually, to me. And Ohio State, I think, is in that, um, you know, is in that realm too, but, this is just not getting any better at Ohio State. It is concerning that this is not getting closer to an end. And that's that's the part that I think, you know, someone is going to come from the Big Ten. That conference has just got too many teams, I think, between Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, uh, Ohio State, and Wisconsin. Someone is going to get in. And last year they didn't get in. They'll be there this year. So I think someone will get in there. The question is, will there be two SEC champ- two SEC teams in it? There certainly could be, and um, I think that that's something that you gotta you know you gotta pay attention to. Um, that's the one thing. Watching those games again is how much are you getting knocked back, or how much knocking back are you doing? When you watched uh, Clemson and, and Alabama play, I mean, Clemson really just had no real chance in that game. They got eaten up from the word go. Uh, three of their six points were sort of given to them or gifted to them. Alabama missed a couple of field goals that would have put the game even more out of reach. I mean, Alabama was the better team. Against Georgia, I don't know. You could say that Alabama was the better team. They were very even. Alabama rallied and they made one play at the end that they sort of didn't make in re- the regular part of the, um, you know, at the regular part of the game. So if, if you're looking for this one thing to get concerned about, it's the defensive line, I guess, because and it's the defensive line specifically against Alabama. So that's that's the thing that you've gotta look for because that running back, number thirty-four for Alabama, he was he killed Clemson and he did perfectly fine against Georgia. I would I'd have to look up, you know, how well he did, but just sometimes going backwards and looking at things, you can sort of rediscover I'm on the field for all these games, so sometimes it's really tough for me to see particular things. Running backs, you see running backs. Pass game and and corners and stuff, that's a lot more difficult for me. And in going back and watching that game, you know, the running back really played well. Uh, he was much more effective than Bo Scarborough was. He was the one kid that lived. And Alabama returns all of their uh, running backs. So this really, you know, I know the national media is, is fixated on Alabama, Clemson, number four or whatever it was, and that's great and good for them, and that's an easy narrative, you know. But we've 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 seen that game, and that was really not competitive last year. Um, What's going to make it better for Clemson this season? I I couldn't say. But they play a different style of football. So that can, you know, they don't always just run right at you. Um, And that, you know, that matters too. So, Damian Harris was not as effective against Georgia as he was against Clemson. Um, he, He was very... Effective against Clemson I mean they were they had a hard time against him um, and i I remember Alabama effectively running the ball against Georgia, but it might not have been as effective if perhaps as i as I remember watching the I mean maybe the maybe the uh, Clemson Bama game has gotten me a little bit more concerned about the the Bama run game than anything else because they just ran all, they they didn't run all over Clemson but they ran when they wanted to and if we're to believe what um, you know if we're to believe what the narrative is which is that Clemson's best chance is because they have this defensive line that's so killer I mean Damian Harris ran all through them so you know. I I, I don't know. Now, the quarterbacks at Alabama actually ran effectively. You know, Jalen had uh, 47 yards. Tua had 27 yards. Uh, A couple of those, he had, you know, he had 20 yards of sacks. So they both, the quarterbacks ran for almost 100 yards between them. And Najee Harris really had a pretty good game. But none of the Alabama backs had more than 65 yards. Um, Georgia's backs had. I mean, Georgia running the ball, and they ran for 181 yards. That's pretty effective against, you know, arguably the best defense in the country. And then, of course, Alabama running for 184. It was just, it was one of those games. It was one of these games uh, where, you know, someone's just, I mean, you're going to get popped all the time. And uh, that's the one thing in rewatching those games. That I think if you are ready to get nervous about something, that's the thing to get nervous about. But when I look at this again, you know, Bo Bo Scarborough is a big back, Damian Harris is a big back. They both sort of struggled against George. I mean, Bo Scarborough ran for almost six yards a carry, but he was only in there for four carries. Um, You know, Sony was more effective against Bama than Nick was. So sometimes it's about finding who is the best fit. By then, all of the Georgia backs should be ready healthy, and healthy and and ready to go. Uh, Swift only had two carries, and obviously Fromm From ran the ball a little bit, but you know most of them were sacks. Um, although he did gain almost 20 yards rushing it. That's what this is going to come down to. I mean, when you're when you're playing teams like LSU, Alabama, the Gators, you know, physical teams. South Carolina's defense for sure. When you're playing those teams. You just better be ready for physical confrontation and you better have some sort of ability to do something other than run. That's what was killing Alabama. That's why they changed to Tua. That's why they won the national championship. He gave them a presence that they didn't have. I mean, Jalen was three for eight for 21 yards. They had to pull him. He, they had no choice. Um, and then Tua throws three, interse- three touchdowns and one interception. So, you know... You can see though that the the front seven, you know, the tight ends in the offensive line versus the front seven. That's where this college national championship is going to be won. You know, it's possible Clemson could play their style of ball, or Oklahoma could play their style of ball and win it. It's I am skeptical that that will be the case because. The two two of the teams that will be in the way are so physical on the offensive line. I mean, Kelly Bryant had such a difficult time doing hardly anything, and even when he was passing, you know, you have to be so precise because you can't. No, they're not respecting the run. So it really was a lot of um, physical football at the end of a season. It mattered if you could push the line. And I think if you want to get concerned about something, that's the one thing to get concerned about for sure with Georgia. But again, if you're going to play these physical teams, if you're going to play, you open up with, you know, Carolina, and they're plenty physical enough. I mean, Will knows what he's doing over there. And you got them, you've got the Gators, you've got, um, you know, Auburn for sure. And then if you wind up with uh, with Alabama, then that's something that, You know, those games are fights, LSU as well. So all those games where they're physically, they might not be better than you, but they physically can, can touch you, hit you, whatever. Uh, those are games you better be ready for. And for Georgia, they handled those for the most part last year. Can they handle them again? Is the depth there on the defensive line to get you where you need to go? The linebackers are physical. The defensive line at Georgia, you're losing John Atkins, who nobody even thinks about, but who was a big-bodied guy. And when he, he ate space, he didn't get knocked off typically. Julian Rochester's a taller guy. You know, he's had to change his body in the last three years. We will see if Julian can do what he needs to do to um to he, he's important. I mean, those guys in the middle. I, Tyler Clark knows what he's doing. Ledbetter knows what he's doing. It's those guys in the middle, the the noses, you know, the more traditional noses. They're the ones if you want to get concerned about. Fine, and the offensive line at Alabama is really excellent. You know, all these teams when you get to the end, they have good everything. I mean, Orlando Brown for for Oklahoma is really good. Mitch, I think Mitch Hyatt is a good player. I don't know if he's an elite player, but you know. But you're going against the best of the best. So um, it gets tough at the end. And particularly the problem for Clemson was they could not run the ball. Alabama ran it. Georgia ran it. Oklahoma ran it. Clemson couldn't run it. That's why they had so much trouble of being competitive in that game. So we've got uh, tomorrow Georgia will practice, but it's close to the media. It's the first day of classes at Georgia. Uh, we are barreling right towards this season, I mean, uh, are we two weekends away? Well, we're really three weekends away. But um, you will get college football not this Saturday, but the Saturday after that. Um, we get Corky Kell is this week. We will be out and about. Plenty of good high school football games in the state. Uh, but uh, Tuesday practices will be closed at Georgia. Says back-to-back days of no media availability at Georgia. Uh, We'll get Kirby sometime in the middle of the week, and then we'll get Kirby on Saturday to sort of wrap up some of the questions that maybe, um, you know, he was pretty pleased with with the scrimmage. You know, he's gone, he's really evolved his talking point from Georgia's, from saying, why not us, which is what you'd say if you were at like Georgia Tech, to, you know, we're not an underdog. That's, you know, there's two ways of looking at yourself. Either you're supposed to do it or you're an underdog and he he's correct. I mean Georgia can't be an underdog. That's never what they have been, that's not what they're going to be. It's important to realize that. I mean Georgia has probably been an underdog it's not been 10 times in the last 4 years. I don't I don't think. I mean not a lot. I've not answered many questions if you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud or Dogpost or YouTube or Twitter or Facebook um having to do this with multiple cameras and outlets it's not always the easiest thing so thank you for uh sticking in there uh my name is dean Leggy from dog post been covering this is my 18th season covering the dogs my second head coach third athletic director and second president of the university covering georgia and uh, we do this every sunday night somewhere around 8:45, 9 o'clock it depends and if you're not a member of dog post you should go try it out it's one dollar for a month. There are a lot of members who are on here just watching right now or listening, and I really appreciate everyone. Someone asked about Zamir White scrimmaging. He did scrimmage. We don't know a lot about the details of that. Georgia did have a highlight of him in there. How concerning is going to South Carolina? I mean, they're gonna be George gonna be favored, but uh thank you for joining. I see where someone says that they joined. Nine one two dog. Thank you very much. Um It's tough to play there. There's a lot of different reasons why. Typically, it's because um, it's warm and it's early in the season, and um, and they're you know they they don't like Georgia. I mean they're number two on the list behind Clemson. So it's a tough it's a tough game. It's challenging, but Georgia's a lot better than South Carolina is. Uh, This isn't like. Uh, I don't think this is like the past. I think frankly if this South Carolina team were playing a lot of the older Georgia South Carolina team Georgia teams in the, past, in the recent past, they Georgia have a hard time. The problem is this isn't the old Georgia teams. This is a very different um situation with a very different mentality, etc um that's coming from this Georgia team. Someone's asking me here, this is a good question. What's your favorite uh, away game situation uh that we get to. i was talking with a, a georgia official about this the other day and we were talking about some of the away game situations that are not so hot but i you know the easiest place to go to believe it or not is tennessee and to work games it's a tough place to play for sure but the way it's laid out for me it's pretty easy um vanderbilt's tough missouri is tough georgia tech is tough um those are not easy places to to work but there's not a lot that anyone really cares about that but if it's tough for us to work there it can often be tough for the visiting team to to be there too i mean georgia tech is a challenging logistical place to go into it's a small stadium it's tough to get your 18-wheeler in there to get all your gear out um you know it's just a tough place to go so that's a tough place. Um, you know, I you know, Jacksonville is the most difficult for me year in and year out. It's just a tough place to go. Uh it's not easy to get into the stadium, and that's the worst part. But the parking is rough. But my favorite place to actually go to. Um You know, Fayetteville, Arkansas is a lot nicer than people realize. I like it, Baton Rouge, oh, I like the New Orleans trip. Um, Columbia, Missouri is okay. There's there's some places that are easier than others. You know, South Carolina, I've gotten used to it. It's it's a tough place to work. Uh, they've made it a lot nicer through the last 20 years. I'll say that. It used to be very difficult to work there. Replacing the outside linebackers at Georgia. I don't think that that's going to be a major problem. And the reason why I think that is because they've got three sort of, well, they've got two premier bodies in Walter Grant and um, Brenton Cox. Brenton Cox could be a star. And then you've got DeAndre Walker, who has grown up dramatically. So those three guys, in addition to the other players at outside linebacker, um, they provide, I mean, DeAndre Walker has been very difficult to stop on third downs. His ability to sack and rush the quarterback is pretty epic in terms of snaps per sack or sacks per snap. The other guys are going to be beefier guys. Um, you know, let's see if, if, um, let's see if Ledbetter figure, you know, kind of works his way over there or not. Adam Anderson looks a lot bigger than he did in high school. I think Adam Anderson's got some need some time to develop he um he looks a lot smaller than everybody else out there so it, you know he wasn't a huge guy when he got there but he was a um he he doesn't look as sort of can he set the edge is the question and eventually the answer will be yes this year i i don't know he may be a third down guy. I mean, Walter Grant last year was a very good third down pass rusher, but you would have to take Lorenzo off the field or Davin off the field. You know, you, it's, if you're putting guys in, you're taking other guys out, so it's a zero-sum game on that front. Other questions. What does it say if Georgia doesn't win the title in the next five years? Well, really, if you're betting on it, you would say they won't win it on the, in the next five years, so I'm not sure that that, I mean, programs move on and can have very successful seasons without winning the national championship, but it does go to show how much the expectations have really risen, realistically risen at Georgia. I mean, they're um, people are getting very excited about, oh boy, people are getting very excited about um, the future of Georgia for sure. Here's a question about Lamont Gilliard. Uh, Is he the best center in the country? I don't know if he's the best center in the country. I I don't know if I'm a sort of expert on centers in college football. He's very functional for Georgia. He's a big old guy. Um, His transition to the offensive line has been probably the most successful that I can remember of a guy who was a back and forth. Is he um, a defensive lineman or an offensive lineman kind of guy? So uh Lamont has really played well. And um he's been he's been a good addition to Georgia. Here's somebody about Jamari Saylor. Uh, how does he look? Well, he's been running with the threes so far, unless something has changed that I missed on Saturday, which is totally possible. <laughs> but um you know, he's a big old guy. I'm not sure he will. I, I don't know if he will crack the starting lineup early in the season. There's this, this starting lineup at, on the offensive line of the ball at Georgia is pretty competitive. Um, I mean, they're returning four starters, if I'm not mistaken. So you're returning Andrew, Ben, Lamont, Kendall Baker. There's, I mean, if you're going to knock out Kennel Baker, okay, but that means you're going to have to really take him out. And obviously, Kennel Baker, even though he's a lot smaller than everybody else, is doing something that they like a lot. I mean, he played against Notre Dame a lot last year. This isn't just some thing. Um, so he's a smart guy, we know that. But you're not just easily uh, moving guys out of the way on this offensive line, the defense isn't moving them easily and the competitors on the team are not easily moving them. So, um that's going to be tough to get in there on the offensive line. Here's a question about who I who I anticipate starting opposite uh DeAndre Baker you know uh, at DB on the other side. There's a lot of options. I mean, you could go with uh Tyreek McGee as a utility guy at the beginning of the season. You could go um I mean, one of the younger guys uh, certainly. s um, speed is up there. Uh, same thing with Tyson Campbell. I mean, there are guys who haven't played, and and we'll just see. I mean, I'm not going to see here. I'm mean, the one position I think I have the hardest time, sort of looking at, is defensive back. I, I don't. I'll, I have a hard time with that for me personally. I, you know, that, that's. I never played defensive back. You know, yeah, you've got William Poole. There's there's a lot of options. Back there, I mean, there's a lot of options. And when Joseph got hurt with the ACL in the spring, that was one guy fewer that they had. So, you know, but they have a lot of people. I th- I think that Tyreek McGee is going to play maybe a little bit more than other people expect. Maybe not as a starter. Mean you also have Mark Webb who's I mean the the DBs. Um, you know, you've got J.R. Reed coming back. You've got DeAndre Baker, and sort of you've got. Um, Richard LeCount. So you've got, you've got, a, and Tyreek McGee. So you've got guys who've played a fair amount of football. They might not have been starters, but they've been a fair amount of football. So you've got, but you've got options. Yeah, sometimes I forget who's where. <laughs> I'm not going to act like that's not the case. But on the offensive line, I know that pretty well. Defensive back, that's a little less nailed down, so that's harder for me to recall. What are my occupations outside of working for DogPost? Children. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they certainly uh, occupy my time. Final questions. If you're not a member of DogPost, go check it out. We've got a lot of data coming up. We've got a lot of stories. I've got uh, my look back at Trayvon Walker playing this past weekend. Uh, they played at Jones County. We've got some stuff about the kids from Stevenson, etc. People keep asking me, I'll, I'll end on this. People ask me consistently about, uh, people keep asking me about the bus from, um, New Orleans to Baton Rouge. I'm going to try to get a little bit more detail on that. I don't, I am not in the travel business, travel agent business, I will attempt to get a few more answers cuz a lot of people seem to be asking about that. I don't know which sh- someone's asking about Devonte Wyatt and uh, I'm not sh- I don't know really where Devontae is right now, but he's still young. This is his first year of college football, real college football. So, you know, I think he's I think he has the potential to be like an interesting player in the future. How great, I don't know. And here's the last things. Uh were you rooting for Tiger or not? Uh I was not rooting against Tiger. I'm a little over the whole Tigers thing. Um it, you know, I I think it's great that he's come back, whatever you want to call it, but it doesn't like I'm not sitting down to watch it just because Tiger's playing. If you want to watch it, Great. Apparently, CBS. The expectation could be that CBS could have doubled what uh, they had last season, or whoever put the PGA on last year, that they could possibly double the ratings. That's what Tiger does. It's just that. I mean, I don't care. That's not for me. I mean, I, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure Johnny Manziel really increases the um, the eyeballs for the Canadian Football League when he plays. Because he's just a transformational figure. Johnny Football, Tiger Woods, I guess Tom Brady, uh, Tim Tebow, uh, just people like that. Like, cultural figures, people just, they can't turn away. But I'm not really into that necessarily if golf is on i'll watch it to some degree some sometimes i got better things to do this time of year i don't have time to watch stuff so uh, it's just not there thank you for joining me tonight on uh this dean luggy show please tune in soon and if you're listening on itunes go to dogpost.com to check us out thank you